From the DMZ to the NATO front, this is CRN. Hello, and welcome to the Kirshner Files. Welcome to the Augusta Precious Metal Studios. I am your host, and this is the Kirshner Files, episode six. Uh, we've got some stuff here. Um, but I, I kind of enjoyed having uh, preparedness adjacent topics. Uh, so that, that kind of broadens the scope a little bit to kind of weave how current event current events are affecting how and why uh, people become more preparedness minded and self sufficiency minded, and it uh, and I don't know we just have we have some stuff to cover. Um, I've got a couple a couple things, uh, and I also have some videos. I, I enjoyed incorporating the videos into the show. Um, I think it helps people that are more visual learners. Um, so hopefully if you, if you're catching the show, hopefully you're catching the, uh, the video version of the show. So maybe that's helpful for you. Um, but you never know. All right. So we are in the middle of week 139 of the illegitimate fraudulently elected ding dongs tyrannical reign. We are 411 days from the next election. There's a lot of things going on with the election. You know, different different factions are trying to take out different uh, political opponents, and and some, you know, they're eating their own. Uh, so that's disheartening, but interesting at the same time. Um, there are a lot of a lot of things going on in the world today, uh, but this is the preparedness show. And so I'm going to try and keep it focused on preparedness-related topics and um, some preparedness-adjacent topics that further prove, you know, viable reasoning behind becoming more uh, preparedness and self-sufficient leaning, I guess is the best, you know, I don't know. A lot of people that are going to watch this show aren't leaning. They're fully ensconced in into the preparedness mindset and self-sufficiency, so... Uh, let's get to it. All right. So the first thing we've got is an update from Trucker Steve or On the Road with Steve. And um, I sent him an article. We talked about it last week um, w- regarding the new emission standards that this illegitimate ding dong wants to enforce on the heavy trucking industry. And so he's, he read the article, and he sent back quite a lengthy uh, reply. And he, he says, uh, I read the article. Wow. That article says the reason that they want to make these changes is to reduce the oxides of nitrogen emissions. Over the last 25 years, the EPA has reduced solid particle emissions and oxide of nitrogen emissions coming out of commercial trucks. 
the exhaust coming out of my 2023 tractor is actually cleaner than the air that goes into the engine. I realize that may be a very strong claim for people who have not been following commercial vehicle emissions. Allow me to briefly explain how the emission systems work on a commercial tractor. There are two systems that treat the exhaust before it goes out of the pipe. SCR, which is Selective Catalytic Reduction, and DEF, Diesel Exhaust Fluid. SCR works like a catalytic converter on a car, except it actually uses diesel to burn off solid particle emissions. The system traps solid particle emissions, and then when there is enough trapped in the system, it adds diesel. It gets very, very hot and eliminates the solid particles. When the system was first installed on some trucks, the heat under the hood was so intense that some tractors' windshield wiper fluid boiled away. Those initial birth pains have been fixed for the most part. The diesel exhaust fluid system eliminates oxide of nitrogen emissions. The exhaust is sent into a chamber with a metal honeycomb that is electrified. That chamber has DEF added and the, and the oxides of nitrogen are turned into water vapor and nitrogen. DEF smells like pure ammonia, but I would imagine there's other stuff in there too. These two systems treat the exhaust so that the exhaust coming out of the truck is cleaner than the air that goes into the truck. If you want to see a very detailed explanation, Cummings Engines has a big section on their website including a video explaining how, to, how the system works. That's only half of his reply. The rest of it goes on to say, What I don't understand about the article is where they think the money is going to come from. I would think that a rational leader would say something like, Let's add $1 to every power bill in the United States, and that will give us money to build all the windmills and solar farms we need. That would create jobs, that would create green energy, and in just a few years would make a huge difference. But instead, this administration has done everything they can do to make energy as expensive as possible. How are they going to raise tax money on people when they cannot even afford groceries to put, or to put gas in their car? Personally, I see only two possibilities. Either they are blinded by ideology, or they are intentionally trying to crash the economy. It's a valid point, Steve, and personally, I think it's both. They want to crash the economy so they can bring in socialist policies and their climate change green energy initiatives and their ideology that align with those things is blinding them to the facts on the ground. That's just my, my opinion to your question. Well, it's not really a question, but to your statement. The fact that the EPA has been working with commercial engine manufacturers for 25 years and has numerous studies with the side effects of new emissions makes me think they're trying to crash the economy. But of course, that is my opinion. Right now, going to all electric trucks is not feasible in any way. My scheduled run is 582 miles a day. No test truck has a range of even half that. Elon Musk has gotten pre-orders from Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Swift, and Schneider for all electric tractors. The trucks being tested are nowhere close to any real-world usability, and their estimated cost is twice what my tractor costs. There is no way that this industry can support financially going to electric trucks in the next few years. If somehow they found the money to buy all those trucks, there's still non -electricity, not enough electricity in the grid to keep those trucks running. I'm just shaking my head wondering how this idea can be so separated from reality and the way the world actually works that it made it to press release. Maybe this is just a statement to raise money or to nod at political influencers who work behind the scenes. I don't know. I hope this makes sense, and if it doesn't, please email me back. I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah, you, me, and the rest of the country, Steve. But I hope that helps explain further the review of that article from last week regarding the uh, 
the new EPA emission standards. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why, why are they going down this road if not to kill the heavy trucking industry, uh, bow down before their false idols of climate change and green energy? Um, it, it really smells like they're just going leaps and bounds beyond uh, anything anybody could have possibly foreseen with regard to their zeal and desire to kill the American economy all in the name of, of socialist policies. It just, it just baffles me. And that, that, that article and, and Steve's reply uh, regarding that article is just, how can you not think that what they're doing isn't agenda-driven, isn't um, driven by hatred of this country? Uh, they are doing this, and when they start implementing this and things get going full bore on this, your supply chain is going to be impacted. That's the whole point of the, of the preparedness-adjacent topic that is the EPA emission standards. And when I say we're talking about socialist policies and wanting to kill our economy in the hopes of getting socialized uh, laws and, and culture even further embedded into our nation, I only have to point you to New York and Chicago because the Chicago mayor proposes city-owned grocery stores as Walmart and Whole Food exits leave food deserts. That's just the, that's just the headline. And here's the, here's the rub. Walmart, Sam's Club, Whole Foods. I don't know what grocery stores are prevalent in, in Chicago, Illinois, but we have Kroger and John Eagle. I'd imagine they're there as well, maybe. Uh, Trader Joe's. Doesn't matter. Uh, the, they created the problem. Those companies are leaving because the city refused to crack down on crime. They attacked the police who left in droves, retired in droves, and now they've got a problem. Now they want to implement Soviet-style central planning and have state-owned and city-owned grocery stores in Chicago because their policies created a food desert. And that's not all. It, there's even, there's another one here uh, with New York. They want, because, because New York declared themselves a sanctuary city, Ron DeSantis and Abbott over in Texas uh, and, and a few others, they've been shipping illegal immigrants to these, these sanctuary cities. And now, well, what do you know? Here come the socialists. Pay their fair share. Socialist lawmakers push for migrant taxes on New Yorkers during immigration crisis. And it, the article starts off, New York is a leftist utopia. Socialist state lawmakers in New York want tax increases to pay for migrants flooding in New York City as the area struggles to accommodate them. I love how they use the word migrants instead of illegal immigrants. The New York Post reported the news Saturday and quoted State Senator Julia Salazar, a Democrat from Brooklyn, who said, We should increase taxes because it's economically just policy to offset all the costs for our state to function. I'd say that even if our city and state hadn't seen an increase in migrants seeking asylum, a.k.a. illegal immigrants, 
This moment takes it all the, makes it all the more important for the wealthy to pay their fair share of taxes. Meanwhile, State Senator Jabari Brisport, another Democrat from Brooklyn, said, We're still organizing to tax the rich through the same revenue-raising bills we've been fighting for for years. Social media users were quick to comment on the Post story, with one person writing, Spoiler, we're already paying for all these migrants with our taxes. Another one said, Everyone that voted Democrat as per state records should have to pay this tax. They wanted open borders, and they should pay for it. The sanctuary city of New York City is getting up, gearing up to slash overtime for its police officers and city services to foot the bill for tens of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens living off citizens in the area. In August, Mayor Adams opened a migrant camp on Randall's Island that is expected to cost taxpayers $20 million monthly. We're taking away from people who are real New Yorkers, a Queens woman said when she learned about the move. I was born here on the Lower East Side, and you're telling me they come first? How is that? I pay my tax money, federal, local, all that beautifulness, and my children don't get to enjoy New York? Mainstream media Democrats voted for this. They should happily pay the tax. And it goes on and on and on, and the more and more of the comments. But you, you get the point, right? So they opened up the borders. They brought in a, presumably a ton of new Democrat voters if these states are going to let these folks vote. We have to pay for them. They're giving them $2,200 a month when they enter the country. Meanwhile, somebody that's worked their entire life and gets their Social Security check, that's only about $1,400 a month. They're killing the trucking industry, they're, and they're also killing the, uh, the oil industry. Here's another story from New Mexico. Oh, and before I get to that, AOC and Democrats are being confronted by protesters in New York City uh, over uh, people that are angry over the migrant crisis. And a federal judge has declared DACA illegal but refuses to order deportations because there's about 14 to 15 million people in this country illegally that would need to be tracked down and deported. And it, all of this to me says... We're on the verge of societal collapse. People are frustrated. People are angry. You've got the federal government shutting down uh, or trying to shut down the trucking industry. They've already waged war against fossil fuels. We used to be a, a net uh, oil exporter, and now we're back to being an importer again. Um, they're, they're shutting all this stuff down, and they're just basically bankrupting the company. Here's another fun thing for you. The U.S. national debt has recently surpassed $33 trillion. That's $260,000 is your fair share of the national debt. In the 50s, it was only $58 billion. In the 60s, it went up another $10 billion. And that was even after World War II and Korea. Now you've had, you've had Vietnam. You've had uh, super high inflation during the 80s. You've had 20 years of the war on terror. You've had the Patriot Act. You've had uh, uh, global and national terrorism. And I want to know where they, where they shipped off 33 billion, or I'm sorry, 33 trillion dollars. Okay, and here's and, and, and another article about the further attacks on the oil and natural gas industry. The illegitimate one in his administration has is unleashing 
50-year mining oil drilling ban across thousands of acres in New Mexico. And they're doing it because they're saying it's going to protect wildlife and cultural resources in the region. I, I, I'm not making this up. These are things that are in the news today. And all of them, if you take all of them as a whole, our society's breaking down. And I say that because people are much more rude. They're callous. They're uh, uncaring. And they, honestly, they're, it, it's become so individualistic that everybody's out for them. You know, it's, it, show me the money. Anyway, you get the point. It's all me, 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 me. It's not us. It's not, you know, nuclear families. It's they're trying to kill the nuclear family. And they're actually being quite successful at killing the nuclear family. But now they're shutting down more oil and gas. They're going to kill the trucking industry. And they've already spent $33 trillion. They, the, the socialists are coming because they want to get their fair share of money from people that have worked for that money. But they don't care about that. They're, you know, tax the rich. Well, what, you know, their thresholds put me and my wife in that category. We're not rich. It's just, it gets me very, very angry and very, very frustrated when I see the country that I grew up in not slowly turning into Colombia. It's very, very quickly devolving into that. When I, when I see all of the attacks that this administration is lobbying against its own citizens, you can't help but think that they're gearing up for something. Why are they shipping warehouses full of body bags around the country? We talked about this last week. Why are they shipping body bags everywhere? Why are they doing all of this stuff for EPA emissions? Why are they thinking about and talking about publicly uh, city-owned grocery stores? Why are they talking about going after more money from more people to pay for the, the illegal immigrant crisis that they themselves created? Society is breaking down. You're about to see more empty shelves. I hope you're growing your food, and I hope you've got it socked away for winter because... It's not looking good. And I said this before I went on my, my summer hiatus, that things are not looking good. And it just seemed to accelerate over the course of my, my summer break. And in the first few weeks that I've been back, it just seems like one after the other after another. It just I don't know how many more shoes can drop before society actually does collapse. It's, it's just befuddling to me. Next. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died, taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? 
physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. All right, so we had a little commercial break there. Um, I think society's teetering on the verge of, of breaking down. I think our economy is poised to collapse uh, post-haste. I think that the trucking industry is going to be hurting. I think that we're going to find empty shelves. I think the Democrats are going to pull out all the stops in the 2024 election cycle to try and keep Trump from being the Republican candidate. I think there are some Republicans that are going to do everything in their power to try and keep him from being the candidate. To that end, I have gone out and... uh, procured more rechargeable batteries. That's just something I'm into. Um, I have little devices that I can use to charge the batteries. Uh, if the power grid goes down, they're very handy. Uh, and I've also uh, ramped up my uh, skills with uh, dehydration using my little air fryer. I make small batch dehydration items. I, I've done blueberries. I'm, I'm doing a batch of apples right now. I don't know if you can hear the machine going, but I'm dehydrating apples right now, and I'm just bagging them up, and I'm vacuum sealing some, and I'm putting some in in Mylar bags, and I'm putting some in the cupboard, and we had a a bountiful crop of tomatoes, and we've I've stewed some, I've made sauces, I've canned a ton of stuff. I just I don't, I don't trust where this country's going. I don't like where this country's going, so I'm taking extra steps. You know, I'm going through my my inventory and 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 i'm going through and making sure that not only is my inventory robust but it's also accurate and you know we're getting into duck hunting season um bird hunting season deer hunting turkeys in the turkey and dove doves in season right now turkey comes up after everything else and in the spring and and so a lot of my stuff, a lot of my gear and supplies are displaced because I'm going through things, getting ready for various trips to do whatever. And so I'm, you know, I'm going through there. I'm like, okay, do I have what I need in a get home bag if I'm going to go to, say, North Carolina, which I used to do a lot of. Now I don't do as much, but uh, I might be going down there. And, you know, do I have a get home bag? Do I have my AR-7 in my bag? Do I have enough rounds of 22 ammunition for that little rifle so I can bag some small game if I have to hoof it home and things like that. And this is, I just, I don't like where we're going. I don't, I don't think that what I'm seeing and reading is, is a positive note by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, we talked last week about, you know, beside all of that, you know, extra preparedness and checking your list and um, what have you and checking your inventory and your, and your, your stashes and what have you. But uh, last week, almost we talked about how they're all coming after your Second Amendment rights. Well, almost on cue, here comes California. California passes call for U.S. Constitutional Convention to limit gun access. Newsom's proposed National Amendment would end most gun ownership for those under 21, mandate universal background checks, and thus a National Gun Registry, a minimum waiting period before a gun is transferred to a buyer, and a ban on assault weapons and other weapons of war. And uh, 
I'm not opposed to a, con- a constitutional convention. And the state of California even said that if this convention is enacted per the Constitution because of inaction in the House and Senate, they've written it up and they've approved it through their state house to be Second Amendment specific. No other topics or, or business can be discussed. Well, the problem with that is the Constitution doesn't say that. The Constitution says that states have the right, 34 states must agree to call a constitutional convention. After that, everything's on the table. Could be First Amendment, could be abortion, could be gun rights, it could be anything. Anything under the sun. It's a no-holes-barred type of deal. The Constitution does not say that it can be limited. Now, maybe this is a a novel approach at a constitutional convention and saying, hey, we're only going to talk about the Second Amendment. But here's the rub. Two-thirds of the states have to approve whatever amendment comes out of that. I don't see two-thirds of the states approving any sort of limitation on the Second Amendment. So maybe it's all just hot air. Maybe he's just trying to position himself for 2028. I don't know. But it already has a problem because in order to have... uh, universal background checks, you have to have a gun registry. And we talked about this when when we were talking about how the Second Amendment was under attack in that uh, a universal background check and requiring a, a gun registry, the whole point of the universal background check is to prevent person-to-person sales. So a grandfather can't bequeath or give his grandson a shotgun. Um, they can't, you know, buy little Susie her first little rifle or a little twenty-two for plinking cans or something. That can't happen under a universal background check system. And in order for a universal background check system to work, you have to have a gun registry, which has already been deemed unconstitutional. So this, to me, is a non-starter. But I find it ironic that it not only is it the state of California, but the timing of it, they're coming after your Second Amendment. They're coming after your guns. And they make, they're making no bones about it. So, I don't know. But to further highlight this point, we now have the House of Representatives has now set a a timetable for, they've scheduled the first Biden impeachment inquiry hearing for uh, Saturday, or I'm sorry, for September 28th. The hearing will focus on constitutional and legal questions surrounding the president's involvement in corruption and abuse of public office. As if the country weren't already divided, this impeachment, while I believe to be far more legitimate than the two that were brought against Trump, just highlights the fact that rich men north of Richmond are out of touch. Yeah, we'd like to see him impeached, but in the same breath, if you do impeach him, that leaves us with cackling comrade Kamala, and it just might serve to energize the Democratic base in the 2024 presidential election. As it stands right now, The left is very unenthused about a potential redo of the Biden-Harris ticket in 2024. Uh, A a vast majority, 60% of the country, does not think that he is mentally capable of of retaining the presidency and performing presidential duties. 70% of the country don't want transgender athletes uh, playing against women. 70% of the country... Uh, are for limitations on abortion. And you take all of that and you put it into the pressure cooker of everything else that's going on right now, 
the stuff that we've already talked about with the supply chain, with the trucks, with the oil and gas, now the Second Amendment, now you've got impeachment hearings, and you've got all kinds of polling out there showing where the American people actually stand. And uh, to, to, to use the phrase again, these rich men north of Richmond have absolutely no idea what the country actually wants. They're just treading water, man. They're just talking to the cameras. They're, they're giving you sound bites. And they're just saying what they think the American people want, but they're not actually listening to what the American people are saying. They're treading water so they can get their big fat paychecks from their insider trading. This country is going to hell in a handbasket, and I don't think it can sustain much more of this. We're just going to become more and more divided with impeachment hearings on top of all of the other crap that we're dealing with. All right, so that, you know, I, I've kind of, yes, this is all preparedness related. If you want to become more prepared, if you want to become more self-sufficient, you need to know and understand what is going on in the world around you. Not just whether or not your neighbors are nosy nellies or whether or not your, uh, your employer is doing I call them nefarious deeds with ESG, you know, the environmental, social, and government, man, not mandates, but BlackRock-driven issues. And, you know, they, they created this whirlpool of pain when they shut down the planet to get rid of one guy. And it's just gotten worse from there. And, all right, that's, you know what, that's enough of that. Um, let's, let's get into some preparedness topics. Um, of course, the first video I want to show you is about chemtrails. So let's get to that. <laughs> My job in the U.S. Air Force was working in bioenvironmental engineering. So what bioenvironmental engineering is in the Air Force is equivalent to that of the OSHA and the EPA, if you're familiar with that. So we were an embedded liaison to make sure that we were tracking all of the aspects and impacts of the military, meaning what is the military doing and how is it impacting the environment because we were accountable for that. One day I was going through that computer system, which if you want to look it up, it's called an Air Force Form 3952. It is the approval of hazardous materials. I was finding tons and tons of large quantities of aluminum, barium, strontium in the forms of oxides and sulfates. So I started asking questions. And at that point, my demonization began. You know, I, I made my rank. I was decorated. I was a non-commissioned officer of the quarter. I won lots of awards. I had no reason for anyone to attempt to demonize me. So then I get moved over to the other Air Logistics Center, there's only two in the Air Force, which is in Warner Robins, Georgia. This kind of carried with me, and I thought, you know what, should I revisit this? Is it worth it? Did I hit something? Maybe it's need to know. I started finding the same things at Robins Air Force Base. I was now doing some more investigation work. Part of what I did was to use a high volume air sampler to air sample um, up to, I'd say, a football field in about 10 minutes. I also conducted soil sampling because I thought, you know, if, if this is real and they are spraying this, it's going to get to the ground. So I conducted air sampling, I conducted soil sampling, and I was getting high levels of these contaminants. When I started asking the question again under a new commander, 
I never in my life thought I would have somebody look me in the face and tell me, I am questioning you. Is there something wrong with you? You've been looking really depressed lately. You know I can put you under mental evaluation for a, up to 120 days. Who would take care of your daughter? Because I was divorced at the time. As soon as I heard that, I knew. It validated everything I ever thought. And I thought, I have spent nine years of my life trying to protect human health, and here we are, violating law after law after law. Just sitting here, instead of protecting the people, we are poisoning the people. So I just want everyone to know and understand that of all things, of all the freedoms that we are losing, geoengineering is the number one issue that we are facing. Because you can have guns and money and you can have everything. If you don't have food and water and you are dying of respiratory or neurological illnesses, what does it matter? So you've heard about vaccines and you'll hear you know, about smart meters and you'll hear about other issues like fracking. These are all systemic effects. We are getting overexposed to toxins. People will tell you fluoride's in the water, but it's not a lot. It is a lot because you're getting it everywhere in your food, you know, water that you drink. Everything is, excuse me, is washed with that water. And you're getting your vaccines. All this, it's a coupled systemic effect and our bodies cannot metabolize these toxins. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. And I will continue to shout from the rooftops. I don't care how many jobs I lose. I don't care how many friends or family I lose. Because I took an oath. And in nine years, I was not able to honor that oath. But I am today. All right, so we, we just saw a video about chemtrails. And when, when I was writing my book series, chemtrails were only whispered about. You know, when I was writing my book series, uh, portable EMP devices were just whispered about. And I thought I was, you know, borderline crazy for including those elements in my book series. And then come to find out those weapons do exist. They've got plane-mounted direct energy weapons. They've got earthquake-generating harp weapons. They've got, they've got video of planes that look like they're just putting out a contrail. And, and then all of a sudden the contrail just stops, like they shut it off. Now you have this young lady who was in the in the Air Force and she saw all of the evidence firsthand. And I can't help but think, not only are they attacking our livelihood financially, but they're attacking our health. Look at all the look at all the chemicals that are in all of your food. Look at all the chemicals that are in the the shot regimen being given to our children. Um, you know, you, you see all this stuff about how they're basically trying to Thanos the planet and have population reduction and all of this crazy stuff. And, and the more crazy it sounds, the more far-fetched it seems, the more plausible it actually is. I don't know if Occam thought all of this through when he came up with his, with his theory about Occam's razor. The simplest answer is usually the one that's correct. And it just, how do you have over two dozen forest fires start almost simultaneously in Canada. How do you have all of these different train derailments and food processing plant explosions and fires and, 
and barns full of, of animals, chickens, pigs, etc., being incinerated in, in barn fires. And, and, and now you, you watch this video, or if you didn't see it, you got to listen to it. We're being poisoned from the air. We're being poisoned from the water. We're being poisoned in our food. If there was ever a time to find a piece of land and just shut off the world and go whole hog into homesteading, I, I don't know if you need any more evidence than what I've been presenting in these episodes here as of late. Because it's just, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm constantly stuttering in these shows. And I, and I try to edit some of it out, but I'm just, it's beyond the pale of comprehension. I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I, I, I don't know what else to say or do. I just look at this stuff and I'm like, somebody's got to pay. Somebody needs to pay for these things. And, and I don't know who's pulling the levers of power. Um, but whoever it is, they're they're evil, and they're beyond evil. And I think that they took a, a fun little superhero series in the Avengers and a character named Thanos who wants to reduce world population uh, as a serious topic, and they're somehow convincing other people to go along with it. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like. Art imitating life. Now it's life imitating art or vice versa. Strike that, switch that, reverse it. I don't know. It's crazy town around here, man. And I, I don't I just throw my hands up. I really, I, I don't know what else I can say about these things. I, I, I These things just show up in my feed. They show up uh, in my email and, and it forces me, compels me to talk about them. And, and it's just the craziest thing. Uh, all right. Next video. Let's talk about this one. It's um, it's about sweet potatoes. So I hope you like this video. So most people think that if you want to grow one of these, a sweet potato, you just plant sweet potato like you do a potato. But that's not true. You know what you'll get if you plant a sweet potato? A beautiful plant. But that's it. What you have to do is get what's called potato slip. So this is how we start our slip. Some people start it in dirt, but we do it just in water. So then it grows root and then it grows these things and you break these off and you can either plant them directly in or you can put it in water like this and then they grow beautiful roots and we're going to go ahead and plant them uh, right now. So we'll just plant them around. Dig in, plant them all the way up to their roots. And this one is doesn't have any, but we're gonna stick it right in there anyway. Same with this one. And there you go. We'll have potatoes pretty soon. So I don't think I've ever tried to grow sweet potatoes. And I'm glad I actually found this video because I would have planted the sweet potato in the ground just like a regular potato, because potatoes, potatoes, potato. But apparently not. And this guy shows you that basically in order to get a crop of sweet potatoes, you need to first get the sweet potato to start uh, generating uh, roots and sprouts. And those are the things that you harvest. Those are the things that you plant. So I just thought it was interesting because I would have done it completely incorrectly. So there's that. And here's one about a unique uh, water filtration system using cattails. 
So when when I go to North Carolina or or generally go hunting anywhere, you're usually around water, and I'm usually around cattails. And I just thought this was a really really unique um, use of nature to create your own little water filtration device using just uh, using just cattails and and using one cattail and a and a two liter bottle you can filter water. I I don't know how good that water is going to be, but I can see that it was clean uh, when it finished being filtered through the cattails. So I thought that was unique. You know, you just get yourself a cattail, break it in half, stick the the stem down in there, and and then basically peel the rest of it, and you're good to go, and you're filtering water. I just thought that was really unique. All right, let's go on to the next one. Oh, huh, ducks. Reasons we got runner ducks. They eat slugs, which helps us grow vegetables. They are naturally flightless. The females lay 300 eggs per year. They make us laugh, especially this boy. Their waste compost then fertilizes the garden. They are friendly and social. They are long and upright and funny to watch. I love ducks, okay? I love everything there is to love about a duck. I think that they're uh, a, a unique species. They're, they're wonderfully, vibrantly colorful. Uh, they taste really good. And these also serve a purpose. So these are runner ducks. They call them runner ducks. And I thought it was unique because they're naturally flightless, which... I think that if you're going to raise ducks, they didn't look like they were good-sized meat birds, but you might get some good eggs out of that. Um, you could use them for meat birds in a pinch, I guess, if you needed to. Um, but these people are using them to uh, go and get all the bugs out of the garden. So I just thought that was interesting. A, a flightless duck. I didn't think one existed, didn't know one existed, so I thought that was pretty fun. So I included it. There you go. Runner ducks. Who knew? have anything else no that was it all right well that's the show uh, i hope you've enjoyed it um when i when i delve into the preparedness adjacent it's it's for a purpose and that that purpose is to drive home the fact that you should be preparing and you should be uh attempting to become more and more self-sufficient because the world around you is descending into chaos in my opinion the financial industry is nearly in ruins. It's already $33 trillion in debt. We've got an administration that is actively waging war against its citizens. We've got Democrat city mayors and governors coming after our Second Amendment rights, proposing uh, socialist-like Soviet-style era uh, grocery stores because their policies toward police have created... Uh, such a big crime wave that stores, particularly in this case grocery stores, are fleeing these cities en masse. Um, you've got socialist policymakers in the state of New York that want to go after, quote-unquote, the rich to pay their fair share uh, because they deigned to decree that they were a sanctuary city and then all of a sudden they don't know what to do when all the illegal immigrants show up. 
they, they were all words, they were all talk, until the illegal immigrants showed up. And then they were like, but wait, uh, where are we going to put them all? And what are we going to do? I mean, I'm, I, I read a story the other day where um, they basically cleaned out a hotel and they're housing illegal immigrants in this hotel and they're paying some, a couple million dollars a day, I, I want to say, or maybe a, a week, to uh, the owner of the hotel. The owner of the hotel, I believe the article said, was the Pakistani government. So there's that. You can fact check me on that. I'll, I'll have to go find the article. I, that's what I think I read. Um, but it, it's, it's crazy. The world around us is descending into chaos. And you might want to light those, those fires and, and get going on some of your preps as best you can do, as best you can afford. Uh, it just, I'm, I, I can't, again, I'm, I'm stuttering because I'm at a loss for words because of the world around me. I just, I don't think that the country I grew up in is going to be the one that I'm handing off to my children or my grandchildren. So, all right, now that's it, I promise. Um, so, uh, we'll be back on the weekend for the uh, lightning round, and we'll cover all the news that was, and maybe old Sleepy Joe will have a better week than he had last week, but there's no telling, so... So far, he's not having a good week, and it's only Wednesday, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so be good, stay safe, keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games, and may the odds be ever in your favor.